0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details.
1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey
0: to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
2: Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now
0: let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Oh, here we go, live in Los Angeles, it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. It is post-Super Bowl Monday, flying through our number one. If we get those numbers, we'll tell you Fox has it next year. It's 25-22, Kansas City outplayed for big chunks. But not in the final four drives for the Chiefs, where Mahomes turned on his magic. Overtime, not shocking. He was perfect eight for eight. JMac, Shady McCoy, Mark Sanchez today. Um, I don't think if you're there are ways to lose a Super Bowl, and teams that lose Super Bowls historically can pull back. But I do think it's such a quarterback-driven league. Burrow lost a Super Bowl; they were fine. The bottom line, if Mahomes is healthy and Andy Reid is there, uh, there's some tweaks they have to make. They have to get another receiver. They're they're really dependent on Rasheed Rice. I will say, McCall Hardman. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Jets give him up. He's he's toast. It's like nobody's
3: toast. It it ain't about Hardman. It was the schemes, like you said. He's scheming up wide open stuff. Yeah.
2: Here we go. We do it every Monday at this time, especially after the Super Bowl. Colin Wright and Colin was wrong. Here we go. Where Colin was right. I had Kansas City winning by a field goal, 24-21. I thought the under was in play and it barely landed, but it was 25-22 Kansas City. I said, I think high-end talent, biggest names is San Francisco. But I did feel that Kansas City's defense was underrated and would force Brock Purdy into some kind of mistake. He didn't make big mistakes. He just didn't pull the trigger on third down more consistently. And I can no longer bet against Mahomes and Andy Reid like I did against the Ravens. They just figure out ways to make the biggest plays late even when they're often outplayed in the first half. I'm not betting against him as long as Mahomes is in his prime and Andy Reid's coaching him. Where Colin was wrong. I was critical of the 49ers defensive line and defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. I thought they were great bosa was relentless armstead had a sack so did chase young i thought they dominated the entire first half it it is hard for a defensive line to be on the field for 60 70 75 plays and remain that vigilant but i thought going into this game i don't know if i like this defensive line i thought they had an excellent performance where colin was right I said all year, the MVP's not Brock Purdy. It's Christian McCaffrey. He is the engine to this Bentley. And was he or was he not yesterday? 160 total yards led them in rushing, led them in receiving. I like Purdy. But the bottom line the third quarter, the Niners lost momentum. Why? Because McCaffrey only had two touches. He. Not the quarterback, not Bosa, not Debo. Christian McCaffrey is as good a running back as I've seen since Barry Sanders and the late Walter Payton. He's a track star with moves, speed, agility, toughness. There's nothing like him in the sport right now. Where Colin was wrong. My Legerius Sneed's going to be MVP. Not a good pick. He had a dumb personal foul penalty. Then he gave up a home run to Jennings, who had a terrific afternoon. The best Kansas City defender, arguably, was the other corner, Trent McDuffie. Boy, is that guy a legend. But Legereus snead he's a young guy. Kansas City's defense is young. He did not have a performance for the ages. Where Colin was right. I worried about San Francisco's special team and Jake Moody, his blocked P.A.T., can you argue that's the only reason the game goes to overtime? That was not on the snap. That was on Jake Moody. He hit a line drive. Listen, he hit some big kicks, but between the the butchered punt return and Moody kicking it into the line, special teams, I had said before, were a Kansas City edge and this blocked P.A.T. may have decided the game where Colin was wrong. Debo Samuel, kind of surprising, was a non-factor. I thought McCaffrey and Debo would get a ton of touches to take the pressure off Brock Purdy in such a significant game. But he only had three catches, 11 targets. They took him out of the game. He got banged up. I thought he was a good semi-dark horse MVP. But again, Kansas City, pressure on Purdy, great corners. Debo was a non-factor. The best chess piece in the NFL didn't get much uh, didn't get much lighter opportunities. Where Colin was right, the Taylor Swift effect. There was no negative to it. Listen, she's fun, she's talented, she's adorable. People love her. She's winning Grammys. Travis Kelsey's winning Lombardies. We're America. We like winning. I'd be surprised if we saw more than 40 seconds of her during the game. I know it's Valentine's week, and a lot of you lonely, angry men are sad. Don't blame Taylor Swift. She was all positive. Probably got another 12 million people to watch a gloriously fun football game.
0: We're Colin was wrong
2: the Clippers are a championship team I was wrong really wrong I'll say it again number two offense in the league James Harden I didn't think would work but he's been fantastic it is the most enjoyable offense in the league to watch they have bench scoring they're a half game out of the number one seed Harden I thought was a weird fit they've already got stars instead he has lubricated the offense number two in the league and I think they're a championship level club Where Colin was right. The Jets let go of McCole Hardman. Game-winning touchdown for Kansas City. Can we be honest about this? This is the way Belichick worked in New England. He would work the inferior suboptimal franchises and get players. Of course, Hardman doesn't work with the Jets. And of course, he works with Kansas City. (laughs) I just watched it and I thought, this is what great businesses and organizations do. They find undervalued pieces that may not be bedrock franchise pieces, but can be niche pieces, can be little chess pieces, can be used in situational football, and that's what the Chiefs have done with Hardman. Where Colin was right. I said Chip Kelly was unhappy at UCLA and he would leave for a coordinator job. I thought it would be an NFL coordinator job, not the Buckeyes. But if you look at the NIL collective, which now runs college football, my guess is UCLA's collective would be around 7th or 8th best in the Big Ten, meaning it's very, very hard to compete. Chip Kelly had talked to him twice, loved a lot of things about UCLA, but he's not into recruiting and the sport now is all about recruiting not only high schoolers but recruiting your own players to stay. Multiple players after beating USC again left for the Trojans and I think Chip Kelly saw the writing on the wall going in to the very well-capitalized Big Ten was a losing proposition for UCLA, who never treated him great or respected him enough to begin with, beat USC three times in six years, most Pac-12 players drafted in the NFL last two, Kelly leaves for a coordinator gig. Shady McCoy's around the corner, more of this uh, Super Bowl stuff. I I did think it's interesting, J-Mac, so the Niners have been installed As uh, early favorites next year. Now, I think they have an easier path uh, between Lamar and Josh Allen to a McDaniel. Listen, if Miami plays home games in the playoffs, it could be a different thing in January than a minus 27 at Arrowhead. But the thing that cracks me up about this Kansas City has won back to back championships. And in both instances, last year they were super young on defense, and this year they didn't have a very good receiving core. It was only late in the year that Rasheed Rice kind of elevated to a number one. Not a great one, not a C.D. lamb, uh, not even as talented as Garrett Wilson, a young receiver, kind of a weaker one, and yet they won Super Bowl. So I can remember, Kansas City led the NFL in drops. I would guess they won't next year. Kansas City had the youngest defensive group in the NFL. They won't next year. So I can see them... If they hit on picks, which they're prone to do, to being emboldened and empowered and Kansas City would be better next year. I don't see a situation where San Francisco is much better. I don't know what they're going to do with George Kittle because they're paying him a ton. And when you put him on the field with Travis Kelsey, there's a gap and he makes a lot of money. I also think they've got players. How long can you just rely on Christian McCaffrey taking that beating? So I can see San Francisco, they got a little lucky physically at the end of this year where all their stars stayed healthy. They have been prone to injuries because of their running style and physicality. Uh, Now they draft well and they develop well. And they are in a weaker part of the National Football League. The NFC, I think Green Bay's young but not ready to get to a Super Bowl. I think Detroit's good, very good, but it's Detroit. Uh, I think the Rams will be better. Philadelphia, Dallas feel a little creaky and old, and we're not sure if they had the head coaches, so I think San Francisco may get back there, but I think I think Kansas City, if you look at them, if they land a good dependable wide receiver, they're better, because all these young guys are getting better. The defense this year was better than last year, so the Niners are plus 450, Chiefs plus 750. I don't have any disagreements here. Then it goes Ravens, Lions, and Bills. Um, you know, Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, if he comes back, is going to be game ready. And, and, and I think the Rams and Green Bay, again, are very, very up-and-coming, good young teams. But Niners-Chiefs feels like the—I the, the I, I would pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Niners, though, you know, I, I, I well, what's interesting is I thought this was the year for Baltimore to beat them, and they didn't. So even though I think it's an easier route for the Niners— I still think Kansas City's back. Who do you think has more retooling to do, Niners or Chiefs? Because, I don't know, this Greenlaw injury,
3: if it's an Achilles, which is reported, he's probably not going to be ready until, what, Thanksgiving? I don't know. He's not Aaron Rodgers. We know that. Um, I, I, I don't think either. They were the class of the NFC all season. Yeah. They were the best team in the league for most of the season. I think the Niners are back here next year, assuming health for
2: yeah, everyone else. I don't think either has to do major retooling. <clears throat> But when you watch that game, of all the concerns all year for both teams, it was Kansas City's receivers are bad. Well, Rasheed now, Rice only had six for 39 yards. I mean, he had a couple big
3: conversions on third yeah, down. Which they're, they're,
2: it's a pretty limited offense that becomes very Mahomes, Kelsey, Pacheco reliant late. And it was, yeah. and they delivered. They, uh, I know the Chiefs won,
3: obviously. Mahomes was great. Right. They won because of Mahomes and Spagnolo. They didn't win because of any of the skill
2: position guys. Well, and they, t- they didn't. Like, well, I would say their defense, we don't consider them skill positions. Uh, I think their defense is outstanding. I, I keep
3: going back. You guys watch that play. The, the the third and four in regulation. McDuffie backpedals like he's going back to in coverage. Purdy sees it. And then McDuffie, boom, hits the hole, times it perfectly. Purdy had no chance. We could say he was only you know uh, 57% against a Blitz or whatever. He had no chance. I don't care. Mahomes ain't completing a pass on that play. Look at, by the way, Mahomes when he dropped back to pass. Niners don't blitz. Wilkes did not come off his tendency. He didn't blitz. What happened? Purdy gets blitzed on the biggest high-leverage plays in the game. Well,
2: we we both said, we we acknowledged this year, and it was understood in the Bay Area for the people that watch every practice, that there was a feeling that Steve Wilkes did not have a great year, and he replaced D'Amico Ryans, who many thought was better than even Sala. So D'Amico Ryans was as good a coordinator as you can almost get in 2023-24 on defense. D'Amico was, like, great. He related to players. They played hard. They were prepared. He was, you know, he ran much multiple dip you got different looks from D'Amico virtually every half so I mean the stuff that ended up hurting the Niners was stuff that was kind of predictable I thought Purdy was very composed but we worried about uh, will he go toe-to-toe late with Mahomes and not we worried about Wilkes we worried about their special teams all those things were a bit of a factor. Okay, uh, blame game. Let's play the blame game real
3: quick. Well, I don't think there's... Who are the top two people, or whatever you want to say, for blaming? Why did the
2: 49ers lose this game? Just number one and two bullet points. Let's hear them. I don't think... I, listen, the special team stuff was significant. Okay. That lets... I mean, honestly... Casey, back I, in the game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think those were slight misses. Okay, so special teams, and then... We'll... Was a huge factor. And then... I, I don't I don't think it's a blame game. I think it's interesting. Mahomes did what he did. Yeah. I know we want to blame, but we San did. Francisco outplayed them for seventy-five
3: percent of the game. I they can't believe they did bl- what they had to do in the fourth quarter yeah. and overtime. I mean, they can, just didn't get touchdowns. They got you blows. can
2: make an argument that San Francisco's blocked PAT where he kicked it into the line, and then San Francisco had no momentum. That snafu on the punt. And then a touchdown on the next play? That was devastating. Oh, I mean, it it changed the whole emotional feel of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, one last thing. I saw you blush
3: earlier when I said Mahomes game manager. I, I don't think you love that. I got a text from somebody about it uh, who would know. Do Do you not like the term game manager, or do you think Mahomes didn't? Because he did make some plays with his legs uh, on third down and in big
2: spots. I, I think Mahomes is the greatest player I've ever seen at the position everybody game i'm man i'm every single pro we are managing this show to the commercial everybody's managing stuff that's just like fifty percent of life from a teacher in a class to the principal with a teacher we're all managing yes. stuff dads moms you're managing kids on a saturday you don't want to give them too many skittles or you'll never get your arms around them we're all managing thank you but the difference is in overtime when it's eight of eight, and it's fourth down and third, and you just, there's nothing you can do. That's well beyond managing. That's special. By the way, when somebody does something over and over in big games, Michael Jordan in finals, Mahomes in Super Bowls, that separates management. Like Patrick keeps doing these elevated things, Michael keeps doing them, Tiger in majors, Serena in majors. Serena's managing a tennis match in her prime. Right, She's managing her energy. she have got to make sure she wins serve. You're kind of managing their strength against your liabilities. But there's a reason she kept winning the big majors. You have to extend beyond game managing. And pretty managed and Mahomes managed. But pretty struggled to extend beyond that in key third downs. Three for 12 is just not good enough to beat Mahomes. Yes. It's not good enough. Now, you can say it spags. I don't disagree. I thought... We don't talk coordinators much in Super Bowls. We should. Spags was, yes. but it was acknowledged by the CBS crew. He may be the best coordinator yeah, but, in like, on that side, it, Dick LeBeau. I mean, when's the last defensive coordinator we talked about? If you're a Commanders fan and you hire Dan Quinn and you watch Spagnolo
3: in the, in the postseason bottle up Tua's offense, uh, bottle up Josh Allen's offense, bottle up uh, Lamar, L- Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the MVP, and now Kyle Shanahan and Purdy, how is he not getting head coaching looks?
2: How did nobody interview Listen, him? Listen, San Francisco dominates the first half. They couldn't get the ball in the end zone. They had to use a trick play. I mean, think about that. They dominate the first half, but Spags bend, 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 bend. You know what he did? They bent. And so people look at the completion to IU. Can this they bend, they bend. It's very Belichickian, but Belichick wouldn't let you in the end zone. Spags did a great job on third and fourth down. You know, between the twice we talked about this last week. I said I thought there would be a lot of yards. There's too many great players. San Francisco had a lot of yards, but in those key third and fourth, they couldn't beat that. And that's really the difference. That third and fourth down were the difference. It, it was just a great game.
3: Oh. Great ending. Uh, the first half was a little slow, but I'll take the, I'll take the first half win for the Niners.
0: <laughs> Not the full game, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: Listen, they looked, They were really good.
0: One more H.E.R.D.? The H.E.R.D. streams 24 hours a day, 7 days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search H.E.R.D. to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is...
1: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
4: Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bizzle, Pluma, Sarah mclaughlin Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh and Two Door Cinema Club.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall. And
5: I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six man of the year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all?
6: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top not of that. like that, see that? Ladies
5: and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game.
6: I remember you came out of him crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I then he's going to withdraws about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't minute.
5: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Six-time
2: All-Pro, Shady McCoy. Most rushing yards in Eagle franchise history. He'll be on Speak later today. So you made a really good point before you came on. And by the way, you look tight today. This is He looks Thank good. You. That Thank is you, a, man.
6: I don't, It's my Super Bowl outfit, you know?
2: Great game, great outfit. I don't know where you shop, but it's way better than... I'm over there at Dillard's, and you're over there looking egg.
6: dillard got some nice stuff now.
2: (laughs) All right, let's start with this. You said during the break about turning
6: the sound down in the first half. If you turn the sound down, you don't know the score, you would think that the Niners were up by two touchdowns. Soon you turn the game on, soon as Subro started, you can see the difference of the talent level. You can see the difference of, of, of... the players on the Niners compared to the players of the Chiefs. Boso, Warner, McCaffrey. Right, you see the speed, the explosion, the line of scrimmage. They dominate on both sides of the ball early in the game. The first drive before McCaffrey fumbled, they control the line of scrimmage. You can see the difference. But I kept saying, yo, if they keep playing around with these Chiefs, with Andy Reid, with Patrick Mahomes, eventually they're going to lose this game. And that's what happened. There's no way you can have sacks. There's no way you can have turnovers, fumbles, picks, and don't get no points out of it. And win the game. He made a great – J-Mac made a great
2: point, and I thought it was significant. When they entered – Mahomes makes no playoff mistakes, and he made a rare yep. mistake yep. on the pick, and they couldn't get points. And I was like, okay, you can't do that. Yep. If Mahomes makes a mistake, you got to get points. Now, let me ask you this. you lying about that. Kansas City's ability on both sides to go in at halftime – now, it's a longer halftime. Yeah, it is. So this is about – what is it, about 20, 25-minute halftime? Yes, yeah, a long one it's long um Close. the chiefs
6: always make such great pivots at half andy reed is the best adjuster in sports right and then spags has been playing our coaching amazing right and you look at the second half, okay the first half you've seen pressures right you've you seen bolsa you've seen chase young you see the difference you get to that second half you see the adjustments, right? I didn't see that many pressures in the second half. You see so many different looks at a different tight end. You see chip blocks. You have seen it all. And even the pick that Mahomes threw, right? Which he he rarely makes a mistake in the playoffs, he had Kelsey open and he thought he was gonna keep going, and Kelsey kind of right. stopped, that's right? right? And I said if they don't make a if they don't capitalize on that, this game is over with. And then you give you give Patrick Mahomes the ball back with Andy Reid. With a minute fifty. With a minute fifty? And- that's too much time and they kept going slowly and slowly and slowly you know what's interesting I mean,
2: we were talking about this during the break is um i would be a terrible football coach because if i had plays that work i'd want to use them so mm. in the in the first half Kansas City could not create momentum yep and andy just waited patient and then he goes to overtime in the fourth and they're using plays which they could have easily needed in the first half and they didn't use them there's something about their confidence and ability to hang around.
6: First of all, they've been there before. You talk about the, the halftime show. If you haven't been to the Super Bowl, you don't understand how long that is. Staying warm, staying hot, staying focused. <laughs> then you get to the second half, and you talk about these plays late in the game. This is why I always argue about, from for my opinion, right, my experience, this is why Andy Reid to me is the best coach in football, best coach we've ever seen because the mental part. Like You take a team that struggled all year, you take a team that is not as talented as the team you're playing, right? right? The number one seed on the NFC side, you get to these moments where you gotta have it. Third and shorts, fourth downs, and he delivers. This is second Super Bowl in a row we've seen Patrick Mahomes score a touchdown late in the game, and it's and it's unguarded. That's not talent. <laughs> That's not no strong arm. It was Sky Moore, That's last Andy Reid. Yeah, you see there's Tony last year. You see Sky Moore this, uh, last year. Then this year you see um, McCole Hartman. Same type of play, wide open, wide open. And then even even before, on that same drive, it was I think third and short. Mahomes ran for a 22 yard gain. That was so smart. Um Reid option. You sent Kelsey on the flat route. If if it's third and short, you see Kelsey runs a flat route. Everybody in the stadium's gonna go get him. And Patrick Mahomes just scrambles and keeps scrambling. Then even on that same drive, the last one, because it was like four or five yeah. amazing coaching yeah. plays that they made. It was a screen to Kelsey, right? It was like two misdirections, and then Kelsey popped in the middle for a little screen. That got the first down and the goal line to end the game. I can go on and for hours about how great Andy Reid is as a coach and Patrick Mahomes, and I kept telling everybody all week, on speak, on everywhere, yeah, I know that Niners have a better team. Yeah, I know the Niners have more talent. You can never bet against Pastor Mahomes and Andy Reid the same way you could never bet back in the day against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick.
2: Let me ask you, Kelsey bumps Andy Reid. I tend to defend emotional players. Yeah. I've said this about Draymond Green. I don't love the punch. He made the league right. based on his intensity. Uh, Rodman, he couldn't shoot. He made it because of his intensity. Mm-hmm. So I can't ask these guys to be perfect human beings. Brady made it on his poise. Right? Yeah. It's a whole different ballgame. So, that didn't,
6: the bump didn't bother me. Did it bother you? No, at all. See, and I guess on TV, it looks a certain way, right? If you don't know Andy Reid and you don't know Travis Kelsey, this is a type of, Andy likes these type of players. I've been there, I've chest-bumped Andy Reid. Now, he's older now, so he's stumbling here. (laughs) But he never does. But I'll give you this thing. Let me let the world know this. Andy Reid is no chump. Oh, no, I'm being serious. Andy Reid ain't going to let – I don't care who the players, ain't going to bully Andy Reid. So they're having fun here. They're incitement, right? He, he's passionate about this game, Travis Kelsey. He said, big guy, let's go. I've seen Deshaun Jackson run up on, on Andy Reid, bump him. Let's go, baby. He likes that. And another thing about Andy Reid is funny. There's times in the game I don't care what the game is, and he could come up to you and whisper. I mean <sighs> – And he got 50 yards. That's all you got. Like he knows how to get it out of you. So this right, when I seen this, I love it because I know Andy Reid, I know Travis Kelsey. They're having a ball. They're having fun. He's just saying, "Let's go, big guy." It was nothing disrespectful about that. And Andy Reid won't let you even get that far with him.
2: Now, do you think there are any Niners that are looking at Mahomes and thinking, "Boy, it's Brock Purdy." I don't know if it's Brock Purdy. How do you think the Niner players losing view Purdy in the offense today?
6: I'm going to be honest, man. When I watched this offensive game plan, I thought I could have ran the ball a little bit more, right? Um, I thought Brock played solid to win this game. Well, he played solid. I, I think one thing I did notice is that as smart as Kyle Shanahan is, as an offensive coordinator, right, dicing the plays up, at some point in time, you need players to go out there and go get it. And I look, it looked like to me, from the matchups of the, the cornerbacks for the Chiefs against the wide receivers for the Niners – I only seen one true wide receiver route runner, and that was Brandon Ayuk. Yeah,
2: he's good.
6: Everybody else looked like they was covered, right? And Spags with some with some heat here and there, but overall, they needed some route runners. They couldn't get open. I said, Debo, I love Debo as a phenomenal football player, but the times when he had some one on ones with McDuffie, he was in his pocket.
2: I I I think you again. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Jet sweeps for Debo. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought going into the game that Debo and McCaffrey and Kittle would be huge because right. I thought the Chiefs corners would sort of eliminate Ayuk, eliminate Jennings. Although yep. they didn't. I didn't think it would be a big day for the Niners. Receivers, mm, perimeter players. Right, right, right. But I thought they'd figure out ways. McCaffrey was going to get yeah. 20
6: touches. But what, what happens when, that, when all that gadget stuff don't work? The, the jet sweeps, the, the misdirections, the the, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the little special magic plays you, you, you scored yeah. on. What happens when all that? Okay, now that's done with. Because you talked about earlier how my, Andy Reese saved his special plays. So when you let your special ace out the hole, then what? You got to go out there and play football. We, I mean, so, it's only so much misdirection and, and disguises you can do. There's got to be a point where, look, my best player – on your best player, and we got to win. Because the Chiefs got late in the game. I need my special guys on defense to make plays. They did that. Check. On offense, I need my best players to make plays. Okay, Charles, Kelsey, we need you. Third third and short. We need the first down. Check. Mahomes, you the best. You the GOAT. That's what they say. Win the game. My best player on their best player. What'd he do? Check. He won a Super Bowl. But
2: Debo didn't
6: get it, and Kittle didn't get it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, he, so, J-Mac got frustrated
2: with me, but you if won't. you go into a game... And you're playing Mahomes. You have to make sure that Debo and Kittle, the tight end and the gadget player, they gotta got to have big games. Got who? You, you, got, because one of the advantages San Francisco had was we have much better skill players. A lot better. A
5: lot
6: better. And yet three of them had zero impact. And the funny thing is, like, uh, our big games, right? I remember our Super Bowl run with the Chiefs, even before the Chiefs with the Eagles. And his main message is, I want everybody to, to let their personality show, play your game. He says, but I need my best players. To outdo their best players. And if that happens, you win the game. And if you look, look, watch the game last yesterday, that's what happened.
2: You know, we were talking about Mahomes. Uh, it's, that I, boy's I said, so good. Oof.
6: Oh, my God.
2: You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. One of the things about Patrick is, he, he, I said he's like an AI computer. The first two, three quarters, he just feed stuff into his Information.
6: Brain.
2: And you're like, that doesn't work. Oh, he missed that badly. Uh, he's off his stuff, and then in the fourth quarter, like yeah. AI, he stores it, brings the data out, and everything clicks. I, I don't think, I don't think we understand how cognitively quick he is. When C.J. Stroud came into the league this year, the first thing we said is, "Boy, he gets the he sees fast." The yeah. And then we utter, we see other guys. You and I have been critical of. We're like, Zach Wilson. They don't see
6: the field. Mm-mm. I mean, what do you make of Mahomes in these drives late? It's, uh, Playing with with Brady in 2020, right, and then playing with Mahomes in 2019, they are different players. They are different players, different skill sets. But that's one thing that they get together is that when the game gets tough, they get tougher, right? When they got to be epic for a moment, they are. You talked about, like, downloading the information, right, over the game, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Everything I done processed this whole thing, now I'm about to do it. Mahomes seems so calm. Do you see him, like, no matter what the moment is, you got to have it. He's calm. He's like loose. And he's confident. I want the ball. Right? That's one thing I remember playing with him is no matter what the moment was, he wanted the ball. If we going to win, we're going to win with me. If we're going to lose, we lose with me. That's the way he plays. you got to scramble. Even, I forget what down it was, but they were coming back. And Do you know last year? Think about this. That scramble was like.
2: Last year, <laughs> what was the most memorable play in the game? It the was Holmes with a bad leg scrambling. My takeaway yesterday wasn't the Hardman touchdown. It was three times in the game Mahomes scrambling. Any way you got to have it. First half, not going to do it. Yep. You notice that? Like yeah. He just saves it. He he kind of watches the defense, watches your tendencies, sees if you're a little over aggressive, stores it, and
6: then come back and burn you with it. Yeah, because even like a – that's a great point. If you really watch him, like earlier in the game, he was kind of scrambling when he didn't need to, right? So if you watch the game as it progressed longer and longer – he starts staying in the pocket. Like you said, he wasn't running. The fourth quarter came. All that stuff he processed. When to run, when not to run, when to throw, when not to throw it. This is who he is. This is why I tell people, like, I guess we can't see it yet because he's still young. He's not even 30 yet, and he has three championships. But it's the same thing when Brady was taking over. We, we would say the same thing. Oh, look how poised he is. Fourth quarter. He got to have it. He does it. It's, it's it's Mahomes' era. I'm not betting against him. That's why I won me some money this weekend. <laughs> Did you bet Kansas? Did <laughs> I bet? Yeah, money line. Ting, ting, ching, ching. Yes. And then you bought the jacket. Oh, man, this jacket. Mm-hmm. But look, the whole playoffs I made money on the Chiefs. Listen, you, you got to beat them, right? And until it's done, until until I see it, I'm not betting against them because i seen what great coaching does compared to not having a great coach. I've seen what, like, having a great quarterback on your team compared to not having that. And you see the difference. If you're, um, man, it's it's... Do you?
2: That's a great I mean, game. What do you think Kelsey does? Now he's got the billionaire girlfriend. He's had 10 surgeries. He did look, Shady, he looked old in the regular season. He did. He looked he did. old. He, look, he, look, he didn't look, look older.
6: He's, he didn't play well this spring season. Okay. Do you think there's
2: I – mean, do you think everybody can't – like Chris Jones, he may move just because of the cost. The money, yeah. Um, what do you make of where Travis Kelsey is? First he of could, all – He could say goodbye. He got 100 large. I, I will
6: say this. He's he, – Let's give him some love to him. He's he's doing great on the field, but man, he's doing great off the field. That's for one. For two is he's falling in love with this thing, right? And 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 when I watch the Chiefs now cuz I was worried like, yo, my boy don't look the same. I don't know if he was injured. I know what was going on. Is he older? I didn't, I was I didn't want to think he was older, but I didn't know. He just looked different. No, he, he was hobbling. Play, playoffs, he looked like the old Kelsey. So now I'm like, okay, if this Chiefs team could win with this really good defense with bags, could go to the offense and they could be up and down all year with a young, inconsistent wide receiver core who next year is going to be way better. Right, right. Okay? And you don't need your best player. I'm sorry. You don't need your best offensive weapon to be good into the playoffs. I'm going to take that check. I'm going to cash that in. You know why? Because that lets me know that, yo, we can manage the whole season. And we get to the playoffs and our Kelsey is going to be Kelsey. So we don't need him to have a whole bunch of targets in the regular season. We don't need him to play every game. We know in the playoffs he's going to show up. And I'm going to take that. How about this? McColl Hardman Jets are
2: like no thanks. MVS. I love. I don't want them. I love when Kansas City goes. We're not asking you to be a one. We're not even asking you to be a two. Can you make a big play in big games? Yep. You were there. You were there briefly. But take me into that whole Andy thing. Is listen, I got my bedrock guys. Yep. Yep. I'm not asking you. But when I call your number. Mm-hmm. Bro, you gotta be ready to play.
6: And, and that's why I always harp on how great of a coach Andy Reid is. You know, most teams, they need a number one receiver. Most teams need a guy that we could, like a Tyreek Hill. When they got rid of Tyreek Hill, now, being honest, I was worried. Mm-hmm. Cause I know what Andy Reid lo- loves to do. He loves explosive plays. Right? But this is the real first time I've seen this team, like, really win-win without them explosive plays. Right? Or the speedsters. We seen it earlier with McCole Hartman. That, that, uh, that, that, um uh, I think it's a, um, um, I forget the Roddy ran, but it was like kind of corner post, right? Mahomes threw it deep before the fumble, or after, the, after that play, the um, oh boy fumbled it. Right. Pacheco. Yeah. But those are plays we see three or four times a game with Andy Reid. This year you haven't been seeing them type of plays, and they're still winning. So it lets me know that's the coaching part, that I can draft these young guys, I could take rejects from other teams that people don't want, and I can make them have great plays and great moments. That's coaching. Last year it was Sky Moore. <laughs> and Juju.
2: Right, you see what I'm saying? By the way, they bring in Juju, don't pay him anything, has a really productive year, and then the Patriots go give him a three-year deal.
6: Right? Like th- th- that's when that's you're- coaching, and and and, uh, and uh, Brett Veach, I gotta give him credit. He was, he's the GM, right? They've hit on like seven defensive players. I tell everybody that this dude is so locked into his freaking players and his scouting department. All Andy Reid's best players. Brett Veach goes out and gets him. He told me a story about Patrick Mahomes. He said he went to his office. We gotta go get this kid from Texas Tech. We gotta get him. He's different. He's special. And with your coaching, he's gonna be the best quarterback we've ever seen. And he's on the path to do it. Yeah, you have a GM that
2: understands the brilliance of a coach and a coach who has so much respect. And for they the like GM. they like this too, though. That was, uh, by the way, that was always uh, Sean Payton. And uh Mickey Loomis yep, in New Orleans yep, yep. is Sean told me one time, he goes, I never disagreed with the pick. Yep. I may get upset with a with a Christmas card. We had it at Christmas. I didn't like the Christmas card or some <laughs> pregame stuff. He goes, But when, when it came to personnel, yep. I told him this is what that's I trust. need, and he got it. And I think that's it. Andy's like, here's what I need. Can you
6: find it? And and the scariest part about this team, knowing what you said about Brett Veach, how great a mind he has, right? Their head trainer, uh, Rick Brokholder, how smart he is. And then Andy Reid, this may be the weakest team we'll see with the Chiefs. That's what we said. Because they're going to get better. They're going to get better. J-Mac. They're going to get better. More experience. Another thing real quick, like from the Niners to the, the Chiefs, as the game went on, like you see the experience. You see one team kind of like pacing and pressing a little bit. The other team is cool and calm. We need a third down stop. We got you. We need some, We need to convert. We got you. You just, you just seen it come together? I says over. I'm gonna cash my money out right now. Yeah, San Francisco's performance
2: was uneven. Great early, bad third, yeah. better late. Kansas City was just a slow build until the last three to four drives. They were exceptional. Yes, they were. It was classic Kansas City. We're gonna. I said it was like Ali when I was a kid growing up. Didn't know us win the early rounds. Felt you out with Foreman, Frazier. This isn't right. Moved off. St- Round 8, round 9, round 10, Sugar Ray Leonard, the end of the round, figured it out. Kansas City's game was just kind of a methodical, uh-huh. systematic improvement. Find answers, store data, use that at the right. San Francisco was big early, then uneven uh-huh. in the third, better late, but frankly, some of their defensive players late looked
6: gassed. Tired. Tired. And you know what? That box now is just pretty good. It reminds me of uh, Bud Crawford, the champ now. That's how he is. He downloads all the information and at the end it takes over good seeing you Shady always good he is on speak
2: today 4.30 Eastern on FS1 look forward to that be sure to catch live editions
0: of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern 9am Pacific on Fox Sports Radio FS1 and the iHeartRadio app two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine all happening in only one place this league uncut the new NBA podcast with me Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
6: I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you didn't it? Ain't
5: it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Oh, we're just starting. Mark Sanchez, more than an hour left. He's last hour. So Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey sell, say they'll return in 2024 as the Chiefs go to a three-peat. Go for it. It is. Um, we were talking about this as a staff this morning as we come in for a couple hours, chop it up is that I grew up with the Steelers in the 70s, and you'd think they were so dominant, you didn't have a salary cap, and players didn't move around. So the Steelers had this defensive group that was full of Hall of Famers. It felt like forever, like 10 years, and they never had a three-peat. And so I saw great Raider teams, great Dolphin teams, great Bronco teams, great Patriot teams to win three straight it's a lot of it is players start getting paid. It's it, you think it's easier today because there's more great athlete. I think it's harder because players are more empowered, they're more mobile, the game is faster, there's more injuries, it's harder to keep a quarterback healthy. The sport is listen, we have to be honest about what the NFL's become um is is very quarterback centric. And you know, teams like the Steelers, they have great personnel everywhere but at quarterback. You're not a Super Bowl team. And then there are teams like the Cowboys who have pretty good pretty good rosters, not, not San Francisco good, pretty good roster, not Baltimore good, but they're just good at quarterback. And so Kansas City, you've either got to be between Mahomes and Reed. That's great. What I think's great about Kansas City that's not being discussed because people don't know their names, I think their defense is great. This defense for Kansas City, much better than the offense. They just have Mahomes. Um, but you take out Chris Jones, you know, you're, you're most people don't know the names of Kansas City's defensive players, but they've hit on about six guys. Like the Lions have hit in the last three years on six offensive players in the draft who were stars. The Chiefs have done it with six defensive players the last two, three years in the draft. They just keep hitting on these corners, linebackers, Ed Rusher, and they can all play. And so Kansas City was undervalued in terms of talent. I said before, I thought Kansas City should have been a slight favorite, not an underdog. Um, I, I do think Brock Purdy played composed football, just not great football, good in spots, schemed open throws he completed. But to do something great, you've got to do some of it off script. you got to run. you got to make stuff happen. you got to carry people, not always have them carry you. So I thought Purdy was good and Mahomes was special. But um, I, I, I think we also have to examine this, is that um, Andy Reid, I mean, I, to me, he's on the Mount Rushmore. I don't know who I'm kicking off, but he's on it. Bill Walsh is on it. Belichick, Reid, I, maybe I have to move off Shula, Lombardi. This sport, this game, cap space, what he's doing in the last two years— Here's Andy Ree on returning next year.
5: Why not um, ride off into the sunset at this
2: point for you?
0: You know, Adam, I, I honestly haven't even thought about it, but I get asked it. I mean, I'm still kind of in awe of the, the game and and what went on there. So um, I really haven't thought why or what or anything else. But people keep asking me, and I, I keep saying, why did Polichek and Pete retire, you know? Those guys, they ask those old guys a question, but I'm, I'm the old guy now. <clears throat> so I guess I'm going to be asked that. But I really haven't gone there. I haven't really thought about it.
2: Love, as men age, they keep evolving and adapting. Nobody's done it better than Andy Reid. Hour 3 next.
4: Live Nation presents Concert Week.